Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Kafusi family name once again in the dual sport athlete conversation, and it's not Bronson. Is Central Florida the best non-Power 5 team in the country? The voice of the Knights joins us. Plus, MLB drafty Colt Mahoney on why he decided to forego the pros and come back to BYU. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Onward Pioneer Day here in Utah, but we are working for BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, July 24th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Oregon Trail Game Master, Jerem Jordan. Dude, you always need several pounds of bacon. That's whether you're playing Oregon Trail or not. By the way, Carl Malone's birthday today. When he arrived after being drafted from Louisiana Tech on his birthday, he thought that Jazz fans threw him a parade. It's Pioneer <laughs> Day, brother. Carl Malone think parade excellent. Sometimes it's hard for me for Carl Malone. What's what's Carl Malone's favorite fast food restaurant? Forties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You love the mailman. He shares a birthday with my father. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. So way, to, way to sneak that yeah, in Yeah, happy birthday to both of them. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. So yesterday, BYU Athletic Marketing releases this ultimate BYU fan experience. Yeah. Listen to this. First 50 to sign up for $1,000. You can get gear, attend all the meetings, meals, practices, everything August 8th and 9th. So you're part of the team for two days. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thousand bucks. Not everyone can afford that, right? I would. I would love uh, you know that opportunity to be there for fans for game day, right? In the locker room, all that. That'd be pretty. See, that's something cool. that only the players experience. Right. So BYU is going to raise fifty thousand bucks from that. Fifty Bang. grand to give fifty lucky fans the ultimate fan experience. That you know, and it came from a, a Ross Oppo tweet. Is that right? Ross Oppo said, "Is this real?" <laughs> so <laughs> is this a spoof you you know those days be always like pulling it back yeah hey <clears throat> erase the plays off the board yeah we're not going to discuss anything of super vital importance but still you know future schedules alabama lsu erase that, erase that. is this real <laughs> i love that he tweeted that join our conversation 24 7 using the hashtag byusn and get involved in our Twitter questions. So with the uh, ultimate BYU fan experience in mind, what would you include in your ultimate BYU sports experience? That could be BYU Sports Nation. For And I, I'm not sure if I can say this yet, but for just $10,000, you could uh, be in our pre-production meetings, be a part of, we'd even provide breakfast, get some swag. You could even co-host the show. Special co-host. For $10,000, this is an, your the opportunity. The bargain deal of ten grand. Make the checks out to Ben Bagley, <laughs> and he'll then distribute it to us. Oh, yeah. uh, line one HR on the line for uh, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, guess what? They have the day off. Ten thousand bucks. It's like an empty building in here, by the way, because it's Pioneer Day, so everyone's off but us. But as I mentioned, we. This is for it's the for nation. nation. Let's go. That's what we do. What would you include in your ultimate? Hashtag BYUSN fan experience. First tweet from at Johnny B underscore 56. Two things. An epic cougar tail sword fight with Cosmo. 
Okay. And a mustache growing party with Jerem Jordan. Hashtag feed Jerem stash. Let's do it. For (laughs) $10,000, this opportunity is yours. You will have a mustache growing contest. How yeah, long yeah. does this last? Is this like four months? Because it's going to take Jeremy yeah, okay. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There's the mocking laugh when you have nothing else to say. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout on this pioneer day. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Kafusi smash! Yesterday, former BYU football player Ben Criddle tweeted out the following, and I quote from his Twitter account, at Criddler21. Just confirmed Corbin Kafusi, younger brother of Bronson, will not play football this year. He will walk on to the basketball team. Interesting. End quote. Okay. So before we dig into that very juicy topic, Bronson told us earlier that Corbin is a lot taller than he used to be. I mean, I hadn't seen him for four years. Um, he, when I left, he was 6'3", and maybe 2'10", maybe. I just saw him now. He's 6'10", and like 260. 6'10"? So, <laughs> yeah. He's got me by a lot. That from Media Day back on June 23rd. 6'10". 260 pounds. Corbin Kafusi is a specimen, an original football commit for BYU, so this brings up a ton of questions, Jerem. Absolutely. And again, this isn't official news from BYU either way. We checked. Uh, you know, nothing official yet. But if this happens, that'd be very interesting. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I feel like I'm on like an bum, old school bum, game bum, show or something. Seven and show them what they've got, Johnny. Corbin Kafusi grew seven inches in the last four years. Bronson Kafusi <laughs> said he was six three when he left on his mission. Now he's six ten. Six ten. He was six three when he was seventeen, and he was six ten when he came home at twenty one. Is he done growing? I brought this <laughs> up. I brought this up on Twitter yesterday. Is six ten too tall for football? I think it is. I think it's too tall. If I'm him, I don't want my knees, uh, you know, I don't want cut blocks or being rolled on. If Oh, make him a tight end. You're getting bent in half over the middle. I mean, basketball is where his size could be best used. Well, you asked Bronson about that, like you said, on media day, and, and this was his response to that six foot ten remark. Is 6'10 too tall? To play football? <laughs> is, does there come a point where you're too tall to play? It just depends how low you play. <laughs> you're yeah, that tall. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> if right. you can play like a 6'5 player, you're fine. But, okay, that's true. I mean, but when you have the 6'10 reach and the 6'10, you know, really good feet and you can see when, whenever you need to, I mean, it's, it's really helpful. 6'10. By the way, that's the tallest player in NFL history. Well, 6'10. Bronson will play positive, right, with his brother. What, what, whatever he wants to do. So there are lots of questions with this. With the possibility of what does Corbin it mean? Co- okay, what is double rainbow? What does it mean? <laughs> I I I wonder, uh, you know, if he's going to redshirt in football and still play offensive line because he would, he's under scholarship with football. He has a football scholarship. He yeah. would have to walk onto the basketball team. Oh yeah, remember that basketball roster we've talked about that has a gajillion guys on it now? He would be the 16th eligible player and the 17th rostered player. That's not including practice squad walk-on guys. We haven't used this term with basketball, but he would be a preferred walk-on. Like Jake Toulson. Like Dalton Nixon. 
How many guys can you dress? Like Kyle Davis, who's not eligible this year, but will be in practice. Okay, I, I checked with the WCC. They said there is no squad restriction for conference games. Not sure on NCAA games. Uh, just one glance at the rule book uh, was that there is uh, no restriction. We had heard about a restriction. Gregory Bell tweeted about a, a restriction uh, a month or two ago when we were talking about Jake Toulson and Dalton Nixon. So I, I'm not sure what the answer to that is. But the point being, how do you manage all the minutes? How do you manage uh, the happiness level of everyone getting getting minutes? What's what's good for the squad? Do you have too many players on the team? I think 16 is too many. You go from too few to too many. Is this a situation where Corbin maybe isn't expecting to actually play games for BYU, but he wants to get in condition and he wants to help the team get better by being well, on the practice squad? Why not just be football conditioning? Like, if you're not going to actually play. If I'm Corbin Kafusi, this is my attitude. I'm 6'10". In football, I'm going to get bent in half. I'm going to get my knees cut out. Maybe I should just play basketball. Rumor, rumor has it that he has been tearing it up in their pickup games this summer. Like embarrassing In the Richards dudes. Building, in yeah. the Marriott Center, that he has been doing really well. He's very athletic. Does he have post moves? Is he polished? I mean, that takes time. Like, Bronson was just this raw, brute hulk that Kelly Olynyk. Uh, has nightmares about. Like, he was just a foul machine. That's what he was. He got a couple boards. He was not scoring points. I wonder if Corbin has more skills down low because Bronson was, uh, he was a football player playing basketball, most definitely. Bronson did a, or excuse me, Corbin did a 360 dunk 24 hours off the plane from South Korea after his mission. Ben Criddle tweeted a video (laughs) of that as well. Impressive. 6'10 guy should dunk, but a 360 off the plane, that's pretty good. You would you would think yeah. that you wouldn't be doing three sixty. I just did plane, straight dunk the day off the plane. I didn't I didn't do three sixty. What mission legs? The other situation that we need to talk about is the scholarship scenario for BYU basketball. There are thirteen scholarships available, and now Max 16, 13. 16 eligible players. Seventeen, including Kyle Davis, but he has to sit out a year. Nixon, Toulson, Kafusi, Davis, all possibly on the roster uh, without a scholarship. How long would Corbin, how long would Corbin play? I mean, right? Is this a permanent switch? Is this just this next year? Is he even going to play? I mean, there's a lot of questions associated with this. If he's a preferred walk-on, you know, maybe it's it's really it seems really dumb to ask this question. Will will he make the team? Yeah, the, he has to actually make but he's the team. Earn no spot on the team, right? Yeah, assume, like assume nothing until you actually hear something, right? So, I it, would he be a good addition to the team? Sure. We don't know what Ryan Andrus is going to contribute. Even Isaac Nielsen off of a mission. There's some Jamal Eights. There's some real question marks in the post for BYU basketball that maybe Corbin Kafusi could help with. I did hear something about Isaac Nielsen while you bring his name up from an AAU coach that worked closely with him. He said that he expects Isaac Nielsen will be starting by the end of the year. He feels we, like he is we that We projected good. the starting lineup, I think, uh, a couple months ago, and we put him in the starting lineup. Isaac yeah. Nielsen at... The uh, we might have put him at the the four or the five. He and Nate Austin. Yeah, Who's going to score yeah. in the post is the big question. I'm not. I don't know that Corbin Kafusi is that guy. Does Corbin Kafusi make this Maybe team better though, just by being around them with his six ten athletic frame? Like I think he does. I think they get better in practice, but ultimately we're talking about can you contribute in the games? He grew seven inches in four years. Wow. Okay, so this is a very unique scenario. You look at this and you you can't really blame. A guy for being like, well, maybe maybe I should play basketball. If I'm him, I play basketball. 
I'm 6'10". Like, fo- the dream of football? I mean, it, he could still be a good player for BYU. But I'm just telling you, at some point, you're too tall to play football. I think 6'10 is too tall. Again, we don't, we don't know this. None of this has been confirmed by BYU Athletics, by anybody on the basketball or football side. It came from a tweet from former BYU football player Ben Criddle when he said, just confirmed Corbin will not play football this year. He will walk onto the B-ball team. Of, of note... Alexis Kafusi is, uh, as I tweeted about Corbin yesterday, and hey, maybe he's too tall for football. Alexis Kafusi did favorite the tweet. Thought hmm. that was interesting. Okay, so th- there's that. And, and again, it's she's it, a hoopster. She's like, yeah. It's speculation until it's officially confirmed. But uh, certainly, at six foot ten, you grow seven inches. You cannot blame the kids He's, for pursuing, for perhaps pursuing other. things. I don't see him contributing on the offensive line this year, given the fact they have ten returning stars. What would you include, by the way, is, uh, in your ultimate hashtag BYU Sports Nation fan experience? That is our Twitter question today. At Billy Wonka says, shooting off the George Q. Cannon at the Texas game last year. We scored so much they were letting anyone shoot it. <laughs> Boom! That's awesome. Up next, George Q. They may be the best non-Power 5 team in the country. The play-by-play voice of the Central Florida Knights joins us live. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. You can always follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. A reminder, if you uh, need a fix of football, go to BYUtv.org. Search for Quick Games. You can see some games from uh, last season cut down to about 30 minutes. And watch a bunch of them in the same amount of time you would uh, one regular one. If you want to watch a regular game and a classic one at that, I believe the 1980 Miracle Bowl is on oh. BYUTVSports.com. Oh, yeah. One of like 120 different games you could watch on there. Watch the last four minutes. If, if you're going to watch anything, watch Why what? Why would happen? You just, yeah. Yep. Yep. Greatest bowl comeback in history. Our Twitter question today, what would you include in your ultimate BYU Sports Nation fan experience at Bridger Hill, weighing in, a week with BYU TV Sports attending all shows live and watching a game from either the sidelines or alongside Greg Rebell. Hashtag Radio Vision. So a shout-out to Greg Rebell. That would be radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not on the sidelines. R- radio Vision is, is radio and television. Yeah, that is correct. There which you is, go. Which is, which is what we do. <laughs> Mark Daniels is the voice of Central Florida football, has been for now 20 years. He joins us. On July 24th, Mark, uh, I know you're in Florida. We were just talking to you uh, during the break about the weather. Uh, at this time, how, how is it training for a football team like Central Florida as they gear up for a season like this with uh, camp just a week or so away? Well, it's an exciting time, obviously, for everybody. And, uh, you know, we certainly have our hot days in Florida, but, you know, UCF has their indoor facilities. The Georgia Leary make sure they don't miss a you know, workout. So, We'll get going in a week from today and look forward to it. You know, we open up a little bit of a unique game going to Ireland to play Penn State and then have a bye week before Missouri and have you guys coming in down the line. So it's a great non-conference schedule, but exciting time. A lot of expectations for UCF from last year's success, but obviously it's a new year and a a new challenge. So we're excited to kick off 2014. Ireland should certainly be fun, uh, but I I don't want to bury the lead here. What's bigger in Orlando right now, Central Florida football or Butterbeer with the Harry Potter attractions now in Orlando? Well, you know, the UCF uh, part of me will tell you that it's a UCF football, but as I was telling you guys before, when you have people willing to wait six hours to get on a ride, uh, the new Harry Potter ride, uh, that kind of has an edge on everybody right now. But we, we love the tourists coming down here. It keeps us uh, 
income tax free, so they can keep on coming. Nice. Yeah, and that's the one thing that, that is fantastic about Florida. I know that because my parents lived there for four years. Mark Daniels, the voice of Central Florida football on BYU Sports Nation. 15 returning starters from a team that outscored Baylor and won the Fiesta Bowl. What kind of a drop-off, if any, will happen this year with the loss of your quarterback, Blake Bortles, and Storm Johnson? Well, obviously, as you said, there's a lot of talent coming back for UCF, and you lose a couple of key players on offense. And, look, it starts at quarterback. And, you know, UCF is not expecting anybody to come in and do exactly what Blake did. But I believe in college football, you can't just manage games. You might get away with it at some part of the National Football League. But I think the college game is uh, such a way that your quarterback has to do things to make plays, extend drives and win some games for you. Now, UCF's going to have to have somebody step in and do that, and Georgia very claims he wants to name his starting quarterback a week into camp so that he's got two and a half weeks to prepare for that Penn State football game. And there may be a leader as camp opens, but I'm not quite sure if UCF play the game tomorrow if I can tell you who that is. So they have a quarterback that can come in and do some things. There's enough talent around that quarterback that can be successful. UCF returns every wide receiver from last year except one, and they have a guy red-shirting that probably is a better receiver than the one guy we lost. They bring back uh, the backup running back, Storm Johnson, who by the end of the season was every bit as good as Storm, and maybe better. They bring back some offensive linemen. So the quarterback will have some help, but they're going to have to make some plays. There's expectations to score the ball. Defensively, it's where UCF strength may be. They're back seven. Everybody comes back, and they ought to be very good on defense. So, yes, there's experience coming back uh, to a team that had a good season last year, and they're expected to have a good season again this year. Yeah, when I look at the roster, you pointed it out, I look at that defense that was essentially top 20 last year across the board, eight or nine starters coming back. Can they be better than last year's defense this year, you think? Yeah, I think they can. You know, we and last year was great, but I mean, I'm not going to kid. We had some magical moments where we, you know, bailed ourselves out in games and did some things that you're like, hey, something weird is happening. Just enjoy the ride. Yeah. We didn't have much of a pass rush at all. I mean, last year our defense did not have much of a pass rush at all. I mean, we really were banged up with guys that we moved around, guys that were hurt. We put true freshmen that probably should have redshirted in the game that are going to be good players this year and years moving forward. So there wasn't much of a pass rush. Now they get a couple of key junior college players in. They get some guys that they think are going to be healthy. That should be a better pass rush. But the secondary, I think for UCF, is good and special. I think that they've got great coverability. Um, they got a couple of guys that can play on Sunday. And the linebackers made big plays for them, or guys that were key in, in, in covering outside uh, you know, wide receivers in the slot and stuff. So I think they can be better, but again, you got some lucky games last year that you can't expect the ball to bounce your way. But I just think they think they'll be able to blitz more. They were really scared to blitz last year for a variety of reasons, and maybe that'll change for the upcoming season. Mark Daniels, co-host, the beat of sports on 740 The Game, also the voice of the Central Florida Knights since 1994 with us on BYU Sports Nation. I feel like Central Florida has a legitimate case as the best non-Power 5 team right now, even after they lose Blake Bortles and Storm Johnson. Do you agree with that, Mark? Well, I can argue. Of course not. You know, I think you can make the case, and um, uh, but you got to go prove that. I think based on you know what UCF did last year, you know you can say, hey, you know we bring a lot of people back. The one thing, and, and look, you guys know because of the situation that we're all in, you know, outside of this Power Five deal, 
is that you've got to win games, you've got to go play people. BYU has always played people, so no one's ever questioned the schedule. For UCF and George O'Leary, he gets that, and you've got to win those games. And last year for us, we went to Penn State, won that game. We led South Carolina 10-0 at the half, lost that game, but lost by a field goal. And you've got to win these games to keep getting that national recognition. You bring back a lot of people, you can make the case, but that doesn't mean anything until we go play the season. I think teams, look, I think Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, I think they're a little bit different than everybody else. I think there's some talent out there right now. I think Boise trying to refine themselves again. But I think those three teams have a pretty good case as to why they're the best than on Power 5. We'll see how the year plays itself out. But I just think based on who's coming back, that's a group that I would count away from the others right now. Mark, when the next wave of conference expansion happens, does Central Florida expect to be involved in a Power 5 at that point? Well, you can expect and you can hope, but I, you know, I'm not quite sure anybody really knows what's going on. I think, I think UCS leadership believes, look, we've got to continue to do the things that um, you know make us attractive if and when that comes. And I think there are some things that UCF has done, such as uh, uh, go out and compete and then put facilities together. And I think UCF has done that. That makes it attractive if somebody says, look, we're looking to expand. It's the second largest university in the country with 61,000 students. It's in the 18th television market. So there's some things going for you. But, guys, you know, when you're outside looking in, you can make a reason why you belong. But until you get an invite, and if you look at the landscape and people talk about things like the Big 12, you know, I don't know. I I have no idea what the future holds. Uh, So it's frustrating because... That group seems to want to make a lot of changes and leave schools like us out and not quite sure why, um, but that's the position that they're in. But UCF just has to continue to sell itself and tell its story, and if you guys know, you got to win. No one wants to hear the team that's 4-8. and eight. They just don't want to hear the rhetoric. So you've got to be able to win football games and have all the other ancillary things that matter, television market, you know, facilities, recruiting ground, and I think UCF has that. Look, if you combine UCF and our rival, whatever that may be today, of USF, if you combine the two, they're the fifth largest television market together. They're the two largest TV market teams that sit outside that power five. You think that makes you attractive, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything to guys like you and I having a conversation. We don't get that decision. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get that decision. Mark Daniels with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mark, when, when you look at a team like BYU that's coming into Orlando to play Central Florida, you, you already talked about the game in Ireland against Penn State, and, and you played South Carolina last year. D- does BYU qualify as a big game inside of the UCF fan base? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I think there's great respect for the brand. No question about it. I mean, when this game, when the series was created, guys, you know, we went out to BYU and stuff. There was a great level of excitement for UCF, and uh, I think so. I mean, I don't need the Power Five to tell me what I think is an important and respected brand. And, you know, uh, 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 I don't speak for everybody at UCF, but uh, I, I look at BYU as a national brand and know the history of the program and the level that it's competed at. And I think our fans are excited. And when you look at a home schedule, you know, the conference didn't do as much favors this year as far as home schedule. So this game kind of jumps out at us. And like I said, our other big non-conference matchups were on the road. The Penn State game in Ireland, we go to Missouri. So absolutely, I think it's a, a marquee game on our schedule, no question about it. Is there a lot of, it, it, from a BYU pr- perspective, it feels like the game at Central Florida on a Thursday on the East Coast, BYU doesn't practice on Sunday, they play on Friday. Seems favorable to Central Florida to be able to uh, catch BYU where they may only have two practices and have to travel 
uh, is there, uh, I guess, an advantage to playing on a Thursday in Orlando against a team like BYU? Okay, we'll take it. No, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, from UCS's viewpoint, it's a brutal two-week stretch run. We're at Houston. Yeah. Uh, you know, the week before, which in our league, um, Houston's really good. I mean, they got a lot of people coming back. A young, fast football team that took us to the wire last year. We go to their place. They're opening a new stadium this year. We're kind of the big game for them because of what we did last year. So we've got that game on Thursday and then BYU the following Thursday. Yeah, we get you know some time off, but um, I think both teams kind of come into that situation with that, you know, you're not playing on Saturday. Big advantage? I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes you'd rather be the team that's home playing that Thursday game on that short week, so maybe there's a little bit of advantage, but I don't know if that measures up. We've had examples that work both ways where UCS played Saturday, Thursday, you won and, and, and you lost. So I'm not quite sure it's a big advantage, but maybe so. Well, BYU's got uh, Connecticut, Houston, and Central Florida all on the schedule. So maybe we're just a de facto member of the AAC. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I, <laughs> I was one of those guys that had no problem when the Big East was building whatever it was <laughs> to, 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 you know, I mean, to have the brand. Look, it's about football. Let's not kid ourselves. And, and you know, I was all for this uh, – uh, building of the brand in Boise and BYU, and I didn't know UCF was going to have the season that they had, and it still is about football, and I don't know where all this is going to fall, but I've got no problem, and I know that you know BYU's looked to schedule as far ahead as they can, and uh, I'd be all for keeping a series in some form or fashion, and uh, there's some members, and I'm not knocking the American. I think it's a better league than some people think, but I wouldn't mind substituting the Cougars for a team or two that's in our league now. Mark, what is the perception of BYU uh, as an independent? You talked about respect for the brand and that it's a big game, but how is BYU perceived in Orlando? You know, I, uh, I, again, I still think BYU, if you ask people, they would view them as, you know, again, a, a, a national brand and a great program. I think people understand that they're in an interesting position of where they are as an independent. I think it's very challenging. Look, I'm not sure outside of Notre Dame and BYU, who else can survive as an independent? I mean, we've seen what schools like Idaho, New Mexico State had to do. Um, you know, I think there's a wonder, what's the future for BYU? I know the school continues to schedule these bowl games. and In fact, they're connected to one of our bowls in the American at the Miami Beach Bowl for the upcoming year. But what is it doing this playoff era? What's the ability of actually getting into that playoff when you have a magical season? Does BYU have enough of big games that it will get early season respect and get that ranking? I don't know what you guys think. I just think that you can say whatever you want about open access, but that playoff committee will show bias, will show favoritism, and it's my opinion. I just don't think it's possible that a non-Power 5 team We'll get an invite to the playoff anytime soon in case something really magical happens. And I'm just not sure that that's you know, going to play itself out. I think just like we saw voters cap Boise's ranking at some point, I think the playoff committee would do the same thing. And even though somebody might go 12 or 13-0, and 0, I just don't think the committee's going to think that's more impressive than a potential 12-1 and 1 team from a – a power five league, which I think is unfortunate. Yeah, we had that discussion yesterday about what uh, what it would take for BYU if if any any scenario that they could get into uh, that college football playoff, and so that's a, that's a very intriguing topic. We appreciate the time, Mark, and uh, look forward to the showdown on October 9th, BYU in Central Florida, there in Orlando, Florida. Guys, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you down here. Thanks, Mark. Sounds good. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we reset our top trending topics plus Colton Mahoney. 
An MLB draftee says, you know what? I'm coming back to BYU. I'm going to postpone the pro career for now. Why did he do it? We discuss that next on BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are broadcasting in crystal clear, beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Every day we uh, release clips of the show and highlights on YouTube.com slash TV Sports. You can follow us on Twitter and see those as well. We just talked to Mark Daniels, play-by-play voice of the Central Florida Knights. Some interesting things to say about what the BYU game means to the Knights, especially in Orlando. He put it in the same scenario as playing Penn State in Ireland and playing Missouri. At he Missouri. said it is a banner game for That's for a really Central good Florida. non-conference schedule for them. They're not a P5, and they're playing Penn State, Missouri, and BYU. They're, they're in the That's same good. situation as BYU in that he says, we've got to schedule these big games, and we have to go and win those. Yeah. He, he gets it, and he opened up a can of worms that we didn't even go into, and we could forever, which is... Can a non-P5 actually get into the playoffs soon? He said he doesn't think it will happen for a very long time because of the bias of the college football playoff committee, because of the human factor. I get it. We could talk about that all day. Man, it's juicy. Uh, Resetting today's trending topics, Corbin Kafusi, a BYU football commit, 6 feet 10 inches off of his mission from South Korea, tells Ben Criddle, this according to a tweet from former football player, that he will redshirt football, we don't know that. Well, no, sorry, he will not play football, and he will instead walk onto the basketball team. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I, I guess we're. I'm speculating that he would redshirt football, but I don't know. Don't I don't know. know. Uh, BYU Sports Nation: The Extreme Fan Experience. What would you want your experience to include? Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in those uh, answers on Twitter. Colton Mahoney joins us now. BYU pitcher currently playing summer ball in the Cape Cod Baseball League for the Orleans Firebirds. Colton, first things first, man. Last time you were here, you, would, you had started a beard. You, and, and I want to know, how, how is your summer beard right now? Oh, it's growing strong. It is thick and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's better, your game right now or your beard? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's tough. That's a real good – that's a tough question. Okay. I have to say the beard. The beard okay. is better than your game. And, and that's impressive because I have you down for 3-1 and one with a 1-6-8 ERA. You've pitched six games, started five, have a save, more strikeouts than innings pitch. So it sounds like things are going well for you. They are going really well. It's been really fun to be out here. What does the Cape League entail? I mean, when you compare the competition that you're facing there over the summer to what you saw at the collegiate level here at BYU, what, what, what are the two like? Oh, it's, it's, it's a huge difference because instead of just facing, you know, every team has a, has a couple really good hitters, and then usually towards the bottom of their lineup, they're, they're not as like distinguished and as good of hitters as like the three and the four hole. But up here, it's like every hitter is good. You have to – it's one through nine is they're all the best hitters in their in their respective leagues and in their respective teams. And, you know, it's tough competition out here. Uh, you were drafted by the Brewers, and you had, uh, you know, a month or two or so uh, to decide whether you'd actually take that and go to the minors or not. You ultimately said no to the Brewers. You're returning to BYU. What went into that decision? Um, there was a lot of factors that went into the decision. Um, you know, I just felt like I could I could have a good year this next year, and you know, I felt like I could help the team. And I'm excited to be back. But um, there's a lot that my family talked about it a lot, and 
with other people. And, you know, the timing just kind of wasn't right. So I'm just feeling like I need to come back to BYU another year. What kind of reaction did you get from head coach Mike Littlewood when you told him officially that you were coming back? Oh, he's probably jumping up and down. <laughs> he's probably excited. Wait, probably. Um, did you not, Have you told him yet? Does he know? <laughs> Oh, and now he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he came on the show, uh, was it last week, and he, he said he thought you'd probably come back to BYU. So. Colton, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good chance that I would come back at that point. Um, and so, you know, he kind of knew, and I've been talking to him a little bit. And, you know, they're all excited. All my coaches, my pitching coach, Jeremy Thomas, and he's excited to have me back and kind of to be a part of the staff and have another year under my belt. So should be good. BYU pitcher Colton Mahoney currently in the Cape Cod Baseball League joining us live on BYU Sports Nation. Coach Littlewood uh, is a guy that is known for one statement, Colton, and that is figure it out. At any point <laughs> at any point during this uh, this whole process of you deciding to go pro or BYU, did he say the words figure it out to you? You know what? I think he maybe said it one time, but it wasn't <laughs> in a demeaning way like he was trying to make us feel bad as like he doesn't practice. Um... <laughs> But it was just in a way that I need to figure out what I what I should do. You know, he left the decision up to me and my family, and um, you know, it was a good decision that we've made. I think, and you know, things are going well out here. So you know, everything is well. Talking to people out here, and they really liked how I've been pitching, and you know, it's kind of got me on the map a little bit more pitching out here. Tell us about Cape Cod League life, because I hear about oh, you live with a family, you know, and that whole deal, and what do you do in your free time? What, what's what's going on with you? Oh, it's awesome. I, I live with uh, another kid on the team from Miami. He's David Thompson, um, and he's, uh, he's a great kid. But my host family is awesome, the Gabriellis, and we live with them, and they feed us, and, you know, we go out to eat sometimes. Really, there's not too much to eat around here after 10 o'clock either. Um, it's kind of like Provo where everything gets shut down. There's no Betos. There's a lot of old people. <laughs> no Betos, just Wendy's. That's it. <laughs> I've had my fill of Wendy's out here. Holy cow. Do they, uh, like, give you a curfew or anything weird like that, like BYU-Idaho? Yeah, we, we do have a curfew just as a team, though. Yeah. Um, it's like 1 o'clock. So, I mean, they just want us to be in and be safe. But, you know, we wake up in the mornings, and we have a little clinic for the kids at the field, and, and then we go to the gym and lift and – we exercise and do early work. Um, sometimes on our days off, we go to the beach. It's nice outside. And so, I mean, it's it's a good life right now. I mean, it's just like playing professional baseball. It's kind of giving us a taste of that. You know, not having to worry about school or, you know, not really we're having to worry about anything. We're shaving, whatever, man. We're shaving. <laughs> Girl the That's beard. a wonderful feeling. <laughs> BYU pitcher Colt Mahoney with us on BYU Sports Nation. You have been voted uh, into the All-Star Game there in the Cape Cod League on July 27th. You talked about the exposure that you're getting, and you performed very well. How much can a league like this help you improve your draft stock as you come back to BYU for uh, some more baseball? Oh, I think I can get help by leaps and bounds because – there's so many scouts out here. I mean, there's there's scouts from every team, and every game that we play, there's, there's you know, 15, 20 scouts at a time behind the dugout sitting there with radar guns and writing notes and watching our batting practice. And, you know, it's, it, it can improve it a lot. I was listening to the draft even this year, and, and they talked a lot about some of the guys who, who went in the draft, and they played in this in this Cape League, and they mentioned that a lot. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping it can improve it a lot because hopefully if I do well, um, if I continue to do how I'm doing, then um, a lot of the scouts will notice and take it back to their their area scouts and tell them, hey, we really need to check this guy out. So, you know, I'm just hoping to pitch well and, and do my best. When you're, I'm just showing what, I, showing what I have. 
When you're towing the rubber and you see a bunch of, you know, radar guns and scouts in the stands, do you relish that experience, or is that something you have to get used to a little bit? You know, at first it's something you have to get used to. It kind of surprised me the first time I pitched out here. But, you know, after I, I really try to focus on just the catcher. I can almost shut out everything. I mean, even my mom, when she's when she's at BYU and she's yelling in the stands and they're scouts, and <laughs> I have to kind of shut her out, too. I tell her I don't even hear her half the time. And my mom, dad's always I'm yelling at me. Like the my dad's always team. yelling at me, you got to make better pitches and you got to do this and do that. And, you know, so I just kind of try to shut everything out and just, just focus on me and the hitter and, and the runners that are on, you know. So, I mean, I just shut everything out and try not to worry about that because if you worry about it, that's when you start pitching bad. Next time. Trying it too hard. Yeah. Next time you're on the show, we're just going to have radar guns during the uh, interview and we're just going to point them out <laughs> just, to, just to keep Won't you in the zone. And then you'll Won't zone us out like mom. Are you, uh, are, you <laughs> hitting, right. are you hitting 93 94, Colton? Is that right? Yeah. They, they've, they've told me I've been sitting like 92 94. Not bad. Okay, that's uh, that's what your coach told us, and he says that uh, he feels like you can be a top five draft pick in major leagues if if people really saw what you have. Are you are you confident that uh, you could move your your way up that much? You know, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that I can. Um, you know, that's that's the dream and the goal. Um, it just kind of depends on how things work out. But you know, if if everything works out accordingly, then you know, I really think I I have what it takes to to make it and so i mean that's that's what i'm trying to do I'm, it's been a dream ever since i've been a little kid you should you know inc- why not why not shoot for the stars yeah you should include that you threw the seventh no hitter in byu history as an asterisk <laughs> on your resume <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go you've seen our set we have a bunch of sports stuff up here right and and oh, yeah. we would like to add something from the cape cod league could you bring us something back that we could put on our set oh definitely i'll bring you something do you have anything in mind right now uh, I mean, we got baseballs with Cape Cod on it. They got shirts. Uh, I could bring a little jersey we wear. Okay. A- any and all of that would be great. Is there something like a baseball that has Cape Cod on it? Like, are they branded baseballs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, one of those is. would be awesome. I will bring you those. One of those oh, would yeah. be awesome. Nice pearly white one. Sweet. Okay. Uh, and then I know that you're a huge Red Sox fan, Colton. And Tell me, at, at some point you've gotten to Fenway Park while you've been out there. Oh, yes. I've definitely been to Fenway. First opportunity I got, I went to Fenway. How was the experience? Oh, it was incredible. Um, we bought tickets for, for seats that were, you know, up kind of a little bit higher than, than I would like. So I kind of moseyed my way on down and ended up getting seats that were like, you know, 20, 30 rows behind home plate. So it wasn't too bad of a game. Awesome. And I, I heard you got to work out at Fenway. We did. It was, that was an incredible experience. The whole team got to go out there, and we went to uh, work out. And, you know, I got to shag balls, and it was on the field, and, you know, talking with all the other Cape League guys and my team, and, you know, catching balls off the Green Monster. And we got to take a lot of pictures on the Monster and everywhere on the field. So, I mean, there's a lot of history in that park, and that was incredible. That was so much fun. That's awesome. I absolutely loved it. Hey, Colton, we uh, congratulate you on your success out there. We wish you the best of luck in the approaching All-Star game and look forward to the goods that you bring back to the BYU Sports Nation set when you are once again <laughs> clean-shaven and playing baseball for BYU. All right, man, I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> Thanks. Colton Mahoney on BYU Sports Nation. I love it. He's, he's dominating out there. He's going to be in an All-Star game, I believe it's Sunday, uh, July 27th. So he's he's ERA under two, three 32, and one. 32 innings, I believe 41, 41 strikeouts, strikeouts, and only 10 walks. In that league, like he said, those are all-stars. 
for him to be there is awesome. Every hitter is good. And the scouts, to do that in front of the scouts. Can you imagine 15 people looking at you, judging you as you did your job? No. (laughs) Wait. BYU Sports Nation continues after this. We'll recap our top headlines. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, it's Pioneer Day in Utah, but we work for the BYU Sports Nation. Download the Xbox 360 app. It's free and it's awesome. Uh, Do you need anything else? No. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite moments ever in all of Everness. Uh, BYU's playing Mercer in the NIT two years ago, and Bill Walton is the... Uh, color commentator on the ESPN broadcast. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. So during the first or second half, I don't remember it. Like Brock Zilstead at a three. BYU's pouring it on Mercer, who, by the way, the next year, last year, beat Duke in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Bill Walton goes, Brigham Young was right. This is the right place. <laughs> so good. And today on Pioneer Day, we had to. How, m- how many references to Kreshemir Chosic did Bill Walton make during Kresimir that game? Kreshemir Chosic. Yeah. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was walking in the hall, and I said, Bill, good to have you here in Provo. He's like, glad to be here. Fist in the air, you know. Grateful Dead headband. No, I didn't know that. That guy enjoys more freedom to say whatever the heck he wants during oh a live college gosh. basketball broadcast than anybody ever. Really polarizing. Most Some people don't enjoy it. Other people love it. I love it because it's just so different. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like Dick Vitale, I actually get annoyed at a little bit. It's just too much. I can't handle it, you know. Oh, 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 oh. oh. It's like, let yeah. someone do the play by play. Go. Bill Walton is just on he's, he's a legend, the most I really random it. tangents. But I watched that I game it. twice because I laugh because I wanted to laugh. Yeah, went to the game and then watched it that night just to just to hear what happened. It was so good. Yeah. I don't care who you are, Detlef Schrempf. <laughs> was there Howard a better Howard B. Isley? I don't know. Was there a better player than Detlef Schrempf? Is there Detlef a better Shrimp? player than Detlef Schrempf? You sort of went into your Lou Holtz there. Yeah, that's very true. It's kind of a mix. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What are we doing? By, by the way, we watched this before the show today. <laughs> Frank Caliendo was on Mike and Mike. Com- a comedian. And read LeBron's letter in the voice of Morgan Freeman. It is. <laughs> it sounds just it was like so Morgan funny. Freeman. That dude has an insane amount of talent. It was a difficult decision to return to Cleveland. Like he, the he, whole thing was just like Morgan Freeman. You could oh close your gosh. eyes and you're like, wow, that, that's Morgan Freeman. It was amazing. Uh, you so know what else un- was amazing? Morgan Freeman's performance <laughs> in the Lego movie. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Now we're opening a whole new canon. And all of, of this that. is true because it rhymes. <laughs> because it rhymes. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. What would you include in your ultimate BYU Sports Nation fan experience? At R is it? It's R W O A H N. Is it R R W O? I don't know. R Rowan Rowan R Rowan. Yeah, R Rowan R Rowan. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Uh, oh, listening listening to Brian Logan's brain for an entire football game and a special edition of at J Swag Daddy Fashion. That first one's a little much for me. Uh, this tweet coming in from at Big Uncle Pooh. Yep. His Twitter handle is at Big Uncle Pooh. This guy's a legend. He says tailgating. You know yes, what? He is the tailgating guy. You he can is you can, of BYU. You can be our tailgate, our official BYU Sports Nation yes. tailgater any morning. You want to come in, yes. fry us up some, you know, bacon and anything, eggs. anything <laughs> outside the building, some brisket. We'll get you on the show. You, if you tailgate, I, we'll get you on the show. 
You can come to our conference room, B- to our, our pre-production meeting. We will have you as a special tailgating guest. You, you will waive the $10,000 fee if you come yes, and yes. cook us food. Again, we remind you, if you missed the beginning of the show, for just $10,000, you can have the BYU Sports <laughs> Nation fan experience. You can be in our meetings. We'll feed you breakfast. You can even co-host the show. Like, I'll take the day off. Whatever. I'll just, I'll just sit over. I'll run a camera. Whatever. whatever. Oh. $10,000, this opportunity is yours. We have yet to have anyone take that up. I don't know why. Recapping some of our top headlines. Corbin Kafusi, according to former football player Ben Criddle, who tweeted out yesterday that Corbin will not play football this upcoming season, but will instead walk onto the BYU basketball team. That has not been confirmed through athletics, but if Ben Criddle tweets it out, then he's... We'll see, we'll see what happens with this. I've been, go he- been hearing conversations about uh, Corbin Kafusi being very good at basketball and the possibility of maybe that happening. He's 6'10". So. He is 6'10". That by itself doesn't matter. He's got to be good, man. You know what comes before basketball? Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 36 days. Or if you want to do syncopation in your Jerem Jordan. No, there's no. 36 days, yeah. You added a fifth (laughs) syllable. Yesterday was 30, 37 days. There's five syllables in yesterday's. 37 days. No, see, 36 days. That doesn't work. I know that doesn't work, but I added the yeah to do your syncopation. Yeah, it did sound cooler. (laughs) It did. I I won that Twitter poll, by the way, six to two. Well, congratulations, Jerem. Yeah. Six to two. The Cougar Whip Round up next. Okay. And it is loaded (laughs) sports on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. Yep. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football and basketball. Ben Criddle tweeted Wednesday, Corbin Kafusi will not play football this season and will walk onto the basketball team this year. No official announcement from BYU on this, but this is interesting news. 6'10", 260. Football. BYU released a promotion called Extreme Fan Experience. $1,000 gets you some sweet gear. You can attend all meetings, meals, and practices on August 8th and 9th. The first 50 to sign up Hmm. get in the door. Football. FB Schedules released a list of the top 10 revenge games this season. BYU and Texas is number nine. Not to be confused with FBS schedules, which does Cougars not exist. in the NFL. Right. Detroit Lions. Ziggy Ansah is on the physically unable to perform list, the PUP, recovering from a shoulder injury. That is not really a surprise, however. Men's Volleyball. BYU Volleyball signees Brendan Sander and Storm Faagata. Yep, I'm practicing in His name preparation is Storm. for the season. Made the 12-man USA Junior National Team Wednesday. Both will join the Cougars this fall. The U21 North Seca Championships are next week. Cougar in the cage. Jan Jorgensen, MMA fighting star at the RFA 16 in Broomfield, Colorado. Janimal <laughs> versus nickname, Josh Copeland. Oh, by the way, Jan Jorgensen, 7-0 in his MMA fights. That's he, Saturday. He might go next level if he keeps this up. Soccer. Actually, it's tomorrow. Nikki Fernandez has been granted a sixth year of eligibility after multiple season-ending injuries. Fernandez scored four goals and had seven assists last season. I would love to call one of her goals this year. Uh, Future guests include Houston football head coach Tony Levine. Yeah. 
He's awesome. We had him on the show in the fall. He was great. He's got a great personality. And Taylor Sander, the MVP of the FIVB World League, will join the program as well. And Brian Logan in the house. And Brian Logan in the house. Yep. What are you going to do? You and Taylor aren't going to have that connection moment. Family reunion. Yeah, that's true. Sit around and talk about stuff and play games. How many people gonna are going to ask you, so, uh, Jerem, um, no one in my family sounds what like that. What do you think? Uh, do you think BYU's football team is going to be good this year? No one in my well, one uncle might. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Rodney. Just kidding. I don't I, think he's watching. Just, I, okay. I, I shouldn't <laughs> mock your family that I don't know. Yeah, what the heck, man? Okay, so your I, dad I said, came here yesterday. Yes, he did. Kent? Yep, big Kent. Yeah. Big Kent up in the house. In the hizzy, man. <laughs> 67 years old today. <laughs> That's awesome. Our Twitter question today. What would you include in your ultimate BYU Sports Nation fan experience? You got tweets. At Together We Reach. Together We Reach. Ultimate experience equals a round of golf with Lavelle Edwards. Uh, yeah, that's a winner. Yeah, that, that, that that's a winner. Oh, that'd be the best. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, being on the sideline at a home game. That's also that's so fun. That's where an awesome fan experience would be like for five thousand dollars. You can be on the sideline and in the locker room and actually wear pads and dress for the game. <laughs> can you imagine running out of the tunnel? Oh yeah. Oh, that experience. Listen, everything is How much would you pay sellable, for that? right? Yeah. yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter <laughs> Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com and it goes. To Brigham. Yep, Brigham, the man, Brigham Young. Pioneer Day in Utah. It's only natural, right? The university is named after him. Yeah. University of Utah (laughs) was founded in 1850. In 1875, Brigham Young Academy was founded. It's been a bloodbath ever since. (laughs) Since 1875? (laughs) Since 18, yeah. They They started playing football in, what, 1895? But BYU says 1922. Thanks to Mark Daniels, voice of the uh, Central Florida Knights, Colton Mahoney, and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Wow, that was really fast. I know, it was way too fast. The show is on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Russ Davis. BYU Sports Nation back to work with the Logan Takeover tomorrow in Radio Vision.